Hey guys, it's Danielle. Welcome back to another Pure Root Wellness Podcast, the show that discusses natural and holistic approaches for optimal health. So join me down the path towards finding the roots to your personal wellness. Hi guys, and welcome back to another podcast. I'm Danielle with Pure Root Wellness, and today the topic is going to be talking a little bit about the thyroid gland. And you know, you hear a lot of people talking about, oh, I have an underactive thyroid, an overactive thyroid. What does that mean? And how can you kind of sort through, A, you know, what the root issue with a predominantly underactive thyroid that will be the main discussion today, and how can I help support that? How can I help support um, my thyroid hormones and ultimately Um, The goal is always to get off of any medications, right? Get off of anything that's prescribed that you have to take on a daily basis in the essence of pharmaceuticals. Yes, they are important. They are much needed. um, But there are also other ways holistically and naturally that you can help support your thyroid um, in improving its function and improving the hormones in it itself. So what does your thyroid do? Your thyroid actually secretes thyroid hormone into the blood and it's actually carried to every single tissue in your body, which is pretty cool if you think about it. Um, That is how important the thyroid is um, to your body and your overall, um, you know, regulation of using energy, um, you know, temperature regulation, keeping your brain, your heart, other organs actually functional. Um, The thyroid itself is aiding in that and is helping in that process. So, some blood tests. I'm not going to go over every single blood test, but we'll touch on a few. The first one um, that you know we kind of always talk about um, is the thyroid stimulating hormone or the TSH, and then you have your T4 and your T3. These are all blood tests that can be done. Um, so, what do these tests mean, really? When you go to a physician or a um, holistic doctor or naturopathic doctor. The first test they're going to re- really actually roll out or um, you know take blood work wise from you is the thyroid stimulating hormone, the TSH, and the TSH actually acts as a screen to see if there's further thyroid tests that are needed. So if I take some of your blood, the thyroid or the TSH level is high. This basically is telling me the thyroid may not be making enough hormone, and I need to investigate further. So then we start looking at um, T4, T3. T4 is thyroxine, um, but we just call it T4. It's actually the main hormone that's swimming throughout the body. Now, there's a couple differences in regards to like total versus free T4. What this just means is some are protein bound and some are not. So some T4 are attached to protein. Um, That's the total. And then free T4 is non-protein bound. This is really what your body... Um, wants to use that will help get deep into the tissues and help with all of the metabolic processes that um, basically T4 helps to aid in. So if the T4 is low, this means that your thyroid is just not functioning well or um, more concerning, it's actually damaged. And we'll go into what can actually damage that and the root cause of that. Um, But 
a low T4 is is not a good sign. Your your thyroid is basically working hard or hardly working, um, if you want to kind of put it that way. And then T3, we're not going to get talk to um, talk too much about in this podcast. It's more useful when you're looking at someone who is hyperthyroid or overactive. Um, this podcast is more for underactive or low thyroid hormones. So what does hypothyroidism look like? Um, clinically, you know, when a patient comes in or someone comes in, the clinical appearance is fatigue. That's generally the biggest ailment that people um, really complain of is I'm tired. I'm tired all the time. I feel fatigued. It doesn't matter how much sleep I get. I'm just exhausted all the time. Cold intolerance is uh, a really big kind of red flag. Uh, when patients come in, I'm cold all the time. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 100 degrees out. I could wake up um, from sleeping and I just have cold intolerance or I'm, I'm freezing cold all of the time. Weight gain is a big one. Um, most complaints kind of come from there. You know, I've been trying to lose weight. I can't, you know, get control of my weight. I've been trying to eat right, exercising, doing all the things. Um, but ultimately, you're still gaining weight. Uh, constipation, if you're getting bound up, um, you know, a lot of the processes in the gut, which we'll get into, um, kind of yield its ugly face in lieu of showing showing your body you're constipated, um, can be a sign. Menstrual irregularities. So for females, if you notice uh, that, you know, you were regular with your menses at one point in time, and then you're starting to get irregular, and you're starting to notice all of these other kind of, like I said, fatigue and cold intolerance and weight gain, kind of all of these other processes going on, um, that could be kind of a clinical sign of, hey, you know, your thyroid isn't functioning as well as it should. Generalized weakness, um, or I'm sorry, generalized swelling is something that um, kind of goes hand in hand with a lower thyroid. There are certain um, like molecules in the body themselves that will actually attract water and make you retain water um, if your thyroid starts to get too low and non-functional. Uh, lower heart rate. Usually we see people come in and we call that bradycardia. You know, their heart rate's a little under 60. Um, that's not always a red flag. You know, that can mean other things. You know, healthy um, athletes have a lower heart rate, but in lieu of all of these other kind of ailments, um, looking at the big picture, that could also be a clinical sign. And then really just aches, pains. We call these arthralgias. Um, you're achy all the time. Your joints hurt. That kind of also goes with the cold intolerance. Uh, you know, all just the big picture that the thyroid itself is is just not functioning how it should. Um, just a little side note, though, when talking more so to uh, females in regards to estrogen. So, um, you know, birth control pills, pregnancy, these can all cause high levels of your thyroid hormones to be elevated. Um, the estrogens, estrogens themselves actually increase the level of the binding protein. So if you are taking birth control pills or you're taking hormonal replacements um, in that nature that include estrogen, this can also um, start kind of messing with what your thyroid hormone is doing and causing some issues as well. And interestingly enough, um, as I was kind of looking up some more information, uh, you know, in regards to hypothyroidism, I didn't realize biotin can also uh, give uh, the biotin, which is like a supplemental support um, that we usually give uh, for, you know, healthy hair, um, healthy nails, healthy skin. Um, if you're taking biotin, that can actually give an erroneous result in regards to your thyroid hormones as well. So something to just be cognizant of. So really 
the root cause. What is the root cause of your thyroid being low and not functioning the way it should? One of the most common causes of a low thyroid or an underactive thyroid in adults, I'm not going to get into kiddos and, and you know, there's obviously some um, genetic or congenital issues that can cause a lot of thyroid problems. I'm just talking about adult onset underactive thyroid. The most common cause is autoimmune thyroiditis, or we call this actually Hashimoto's. And what happens with this autoimmune thyroiditis is your own lymphocytes actually react against the thyroid itself developing antibodies. And these antibodies start to chip away or kind of attack your own thyroid system or your own thyroid gland, I should say, in an essence. Um, thyroid peroxidase antibody or TPA or thyroid globulin antibody is something that, um, you know, we look at all the numbers and we're saying, okay, your thyroid is underactive. We need to take it a step further and look at TPA or thyroglobulin um, antibodies and see, do you have these antibodies in your system to where we kind of go, okay, this is the culprit. This is the root. This is why, you know, your thyroid is not functioning the way it should. But the question then becomes, and this is what comes up in my mind, well, how do I treat you know, an immune system that's overreacting, because this is really what it is, right? Your immune system is kind of overreacting to a process and saying attack, 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 when in reality, you don't want it to do that. So what is telling your immune system to continuously attack this one specific organ? Well, really, you have to start looking at the inflammation in your body. What's going on inflammatory-wise in your body to tell your immune system? It's all about communication in your body. That's really what it kind of narrows down to. So is there an underlying infection that's going on? Is there an injury that's having persistent inflammation? Um, toxin overloads can cause this inflammatory process. Lack of antioxidants. Um, and, you know, we're finding more and more this intestinal permeability, this leaky gut, right? Um, you know, toxins and uh, bacteria and viruses, things that should be staying, um, you know, within the GI tract and being expelled through the GI tract are now kind of leaching into the system because of poor gut health. So, you know, looking at, again, you always have to go back to the root. You may find your answers by getting the test results, but the reality is, how do you then kind of reverse that process? Can you reverse that process? And looking at the body pathophysiology and how to do that. Um, serotonin and dopamine deficiency, this also can be a root cause of, uh, you know, some of the issues of having a sluggish thyroid, um, you know, process, a hypothyroid. So insufficient levels of serotonin or dopamine, dopamine will actually hinder communication between the hypothalamus and the thyroid, um, decreasing thyroid hormone production. And the reality is when I say it's communication, that's really all this is. There's communication between, um, you know, certain uh, areas of the brain that then send out a message to your thyroid and that thyroid then sends out a message back to the brain and back to the rest of the body. And if somewhere along the line that message is misconstrued or not getting you know, to a part that it needs to get to, that wherein lies the issues of hypo or hyper you know, thyroidism. 
So really that serotonin and dopamine is, is a big important factor of that communication between all of these parts of the body. Blood sugar imbalance can also be a root cause. So um, low blood sugar, uh, individuals who are insulin resistant or have diabetes will actually um, decrease again the serotonin and dopamine production and will suppress pituitary function. Um, again, another, you know, the pituitary is another area of the brain that's communicating with your thyroid. And ultimately, this reduces thyroid hormone production. Um, we kind of already touched base on this, but the systemic inflammation. So people who are coming in with chronic infections, um, if you've been diagnosed with Lyme disease, food intolerances, again, um, insulin resistance, mold and toxins, these can all damage the hypothalamus in the brain, which again affects that communication to your thyroid. Um, we did talk about autoimmune disease, which really is just the immune system attacking healthy cells. Um, but leading into that, you know, and going into talking about gut dysfunction or gut, you know, increased permeability. When you think about it, you know, the, if the stomach acid and the digestive enzyme production are suboptimal, you know, you don't have good production of either, the gut lining then becomes compromised and leaky. Absorption of nutrients that are basically vital for thyroid health end up being greatly reduced. And what's interesting, um, this was kind of another nugget of knowledge that I didn't realize when I was looking this up, a healthy gut flora or healthy gut bugs basically convert about 20% of the body's um, thyroid hormones, which means gut dysbiosis will reduce the conversion or the communication of thyroid hormone to its active form. So having that healthy gut, allowing that gut to make that communication and make that turnover into active thyroid hormone will only benefit you in the long run. Um, and again, that means healthy, clean eating, right? Um, getting rid of the garbage, getting rid of the dairy, getting rid of the processed crap um, that cause that inflammatory process throughout the gut system and giving your, your gut basically a chance to heal and function the way it optimally should. Um, liver dysfunction can be also a root cause as well. If the liver's not working great, the body really can't clear excess estrogen and these hormones and environmental toxins and ultimately ends up compromising your thyroid health. And then finally, chronic stress. Um, you know, chronic, chronic stress is, is not good for any, um, you know, organ within the body. But ultimately, chronic stress will lead to fatigue within the adrenal glands. And adrenal glands are also a type of organ that sits on top of the kidneys and is very hormonally um, processed, you know, throughout your body. And, you know, all of these hormones and lack of hormones and stress and, and you know, I guess, dysfunction that you're putting on each one of these organs by that chronic stress and the high cortisol levels and, and the downstream effect that it has um, are ultimately just detrimental to the thyroid hormone production. So lastly then, what can I do to promote a healthy thyroid gland? Well, I always say this, obviously, this is always the first bullet point um, when I'm talking or when I'm doing um, you know, my videos. It's the quality eating, right? It's, it's, again, forgetting the dairy, forgetting the sugar, forgetting the garbage foods that are processed and allowing your body to just use optimal nutrients to heal and work efficiently. If you're not giving it just the backbone of nutritional um, care, you're, you're not going to get 
um, you know, the release of the hormones and you're not going to get the serotonin and the dopamine and, and, you know, the appropriate communication that needs to happen between all of these cells and all of these processes in your body. Uh, learning a little bit more, um, like I said, I, I found a lot of good, interesting reads um, when, you know, learning more about hypothyroidism and, you know, holistic approaches. It was interesting. I kept reading over and over that kale, um, cabbage, turnips, sweet potatoes, kelp, broccoli, Brussels sprouts are all actually considered what we call um, goitrogens. Um, it sounds like a horrible word when you think of like goiter, obviously, but um, they suppress thyroid function in their raw form. But if cooked, they actually become inactivated and are good for you. So, um, you know, eating these products in its raw form would actually be a hindrance, but um, cooking them a little bit um, would ultimately be beneficial to your health. So just something kind of interesting that I found. I never really realized that, that um, this is one point in time where if you actually heat up or cook a food, you're um, benefiting in, in a certain way versus losing a lot of the natural properties that raw food can offer. Sounds weird, but avoiding tap water. Uh, the fluorine and chlorine actually inhibit your ability to absorb iodine. And as the body's iodine levels fall, hypothyroidism actually can develop. So, um, you know, iodine itself is essential for making the thyroid hormone. So, um, you know, drinking a lot of tap water is not going to be your best friend. Now, I always promote drinking water over anything else, obviously. Um, but I do have a whole podcast and, uh, you know, video on um, water itself and what is the best water to drink and from what, you know, source. So, uh, you know, if you have more questions, I guess, in regards to, you know, ingestion of water and, and the best type of water product for you, go ahead and listen to that podcast and that video. Um, but again, just kind of an interesting little nugget that, you know, drinking tap water may not be your best friend when you have uh, low thyroid. And then talking about your minerals, so selenium, um, you know, this mineral really assists in a lot of conversions, reduces inflammation. Um, so your Brazil nuts, uh, you know, salmon, good um, quality salmon, mushrooms are all good in selenium. Vitamin D, um, it really helps regulating the immune system. So again, mushrooms, salmon, um, you know, good products like that to help kind of promote uh, the immune system support. Magnesium. Magnesium is always an important one and everyone seems to be just profoundly deficient in magnesium. Um, but really, magnesium helps to balance your blood sugar, support serotonin production, um, and really assists in the pituitary thyroid connection, so the brain thyroid connection. Um, and eating those leafy greens, pumpkin seeds, almonds, bananas, avocados, all good and high in magnesium. Uh, vitamin C, again, we all know this enhances immunity to a certain extent, um, helps repair gut lining, reducing inflammation. Um, and instead of thinking of the, you know, basic oranges, uh, strawberries, cantaloupe, sweet potato are all pretty high in vitamin C as well, can offer that beneficial uh, benefit as well. So talking lastly, and I say these recommendations with caution, um, talking a little bit about um, iodine supplementation um, truly should be under a physician's supervision, um, but using and supplementing that iodine to, uh, you know, help your body essentially make thyroid hormone um, better, but this obviously needs to be done very safely. 
and then talking a little bit about um, a it's it's a steroid basically called DHEA, and it's been you know slowly coming into researchers' eyes and really the connection between DHEA and hypothyroidism. And what they're finding is there's evidence that DHEA levels actually drop in individuals with hypothyroidism. So it's not a hormonal supplement that will help um, improve the hormone production, but the study actually showed that DHEA levels in the patient with hypothyroidism, they actually had improvement in symptoms um, that were associated with that hypothyroid. That included depression, muscle weakness, fatigue. So knowing that the supplement, you know, may not actually, again, help control the production of these hormones itself, it can help indirectly by these, these symptoms and the signs that you're kind of getting from the actual hypothyroidism process in itself. And ultimately, when I started kind of doing a little bit more digging, I'm looking at, you know, a lot of my herbal prescription books and, and kind of going through, you know, the holistic medicinal, um, you know, herbal properties and, and vitamins and element supplementations. Um, I started looking through, uh, you know, one of the companies that I am associated with is Pure Encapsulations, or at least I buy a lot of their product, I should say. Um, it's just good quality product. They have a product currently on um, their website called Thyroid Support Complex. And ultimately, it's just that it supports healthy thyroid cell metabolism and thyroid hormone function. But when I was digging a little deeper, I found it so interesting that it hit on every single vitamin um, and and um, mineral that I literally had just list, listed off and then some. So this thyroid supplement, uh, support complex includes vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D. It does have some iodine in it. So again, this needs to be under um, you know supervision of a qualified professional. Um, zinc, selenium, free L-tyrosine, um, which is very important in thyroid production as well. Um, ashwagandha, which actually is shown to maintain healthy thyroid and stress hormones. Um, this, it's I think it's called Forskylai extract, which also helps support thyroid metabolism. Um, Google extract, these are all very kind of new. And for me, I feel like there's so much more to learn. Um, but again, you know, it's help, it's helping to maintain healthy thyroid, relaxation, and then turmeric, which neutralizes any free radicals that may affect iodine and somatic activity. So truly kind of a cool um, bank for your buck kind of supplement, I guess, where you're getting the vitamins, you're getting the minerals, and you're getting kind of the herbal support that you need for your thy thyroid um, to really get back to neutral and stop being suboptimal. Um, with that all being said, this is obviously all supportive treatment and supportive um, recommendations. This doesn't mean you stop taking your over-the-counter or I'm sorry, your prescribed Synthroid, um, you know, or any other type of medication that you've been prescribed. Um, this is in correlation with your provider and knowing that uh, you know, if you start taking something that's helping to support your thyroid more and more, um, 
you may need less of your medication and over time, you know, that could be optimal to get off of uh, some of your medication because you've helped to repair and helped to improve that communication between the thyroid and the brain kind of process, hormonal process. So um, just know that this is supplementation in lieu of working with your provider who is prescribing these medications. But lots of good information. I think, um, you know, a lot of people struggle with hypothyroidism and, um, you know, how to deal with that. So I hope this podcast was helpful. And uh, please join me at purerootwellness.net for any further videos and follow me on Apple Podcast. I hope you all are well and be well. Thanks for listening to another Pure Root Wellness Podcast. To learn more about ways to optimize your health using nutritional and supplemental support, visit my website at purerootwellness.net where you'll find more videos and links regarding holistic approaches to your nutrition, supplement knowledge, and health topics. Be well, friends. The content distributed in this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended for medical advice.